0: Hello there, and welcome to KDL's Stump the Librarian podcast, where your friendly neighborhood librarians put their research skills to the test to answer questions from you, the listener, or your hamster, your five dogs, or your neighbor three houses away. Anyone who has a question, we're here to answer it. I'm Courtney, and we're back with season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here with Emily, my co-host, and our lovely producer or the librarian behind the computer, Jill, and we're going to give you a sneak peek into what it's like when we meet, um, and one thing that we require before we meet is that we take a BuzzFeed quiz or some sort of quiz to find out what you are, so some of the quizzes we've taken as what Thanksgiving side are you, um, which little Women character are you, um what Teletubby you are based on the charcuterie board that oh, you've that built. That was a hard one. That was a hard one. Yeah. Um, so this week, because I listened to an episode of Dear Hank and John where they talked about the chipmunks again, um, we took the Which Chipmunk Are You? And I think this quiz might have hit the nail on the head for all of us. So mm-hmm. we'll give you a moment if you've been listening to the podcast to think about who you think we are out of the chipmunks. And then we're going to start with Emily. <laughs>
1: so I do want to say first that I normally take these quizzes at least twice. Multiple times. Yes. Yeah. I I just don't ever feel like I get the right thing. And if it matches one of you, I'm like, well, clearly I'm not this one because I feel like we're all pretty different. But yeah. this time I took it once. It was spot on. Um, and I was Theodore. And that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Down to yeah. my core. <laughs> yeah.
2: Theodore is a very yeah. lovable, lovable chipmunk. And Jill. That's true. That's true. And I also, I never take it more than once, but I also uh, don't always agree with the answer. Um, when I don't agree with the answer, I just decide what my answer is. Yes. That so, has happened many a time. <laughs> yes. Um, but this time I agreed with my answer and it is Simon.
0: Simon. That makes sense. And yeah. so there are three chipmunks, well, three of the original chipmunks. So there's only one left. And I am the one and only Alvin. Alvin, okay, <laughs> um, and and yeah, it, it they all kind of fit very well. Um, I think the one we had the most trouble with was which in sync member are you? Because oh, the yeah. quizzes for that were just really bad. Because <laughs> it was all about. Most of the quizzes focused on, like, who your in-sync soulmate was. And we don't care about that. We want to know which. We
1: want to be band members. Yeah, we want to be yes. in the band. Yeah. We not
0: want to be groupies. We want to be in the band. And they just weren't They weren't cutting it.
2: So, you know, if you have a which blank are you that you quiz you want us to take, you can email us.
0: Yeah, you could at stumpthelibrarian at kdl.org. Um, that's also where you can submit questions. And you can do that at kdl.org. Forward slash stump. But speaking of questions, Jill, what is our first question of season two?
2: Our very first question comes from a staff member, Adriana at Wyoming. What's up? And Adriana asks, why is New York called the Big Apple? Okay, so this is a great question and one that I
0: did not know the answer to until I read Jill's answer. So thanks, Jill, for doing the legwork on this question. Um, so, Adriana, it turns out you aren't the only one who wanted to know how New York City became known as the Big Apple. Um, most of the research today is thanks to Barry Popick, who spent three decades delving into this very question. So, literally, my whole life. Wow. Literally.
1: Is it? I'm surprised that it was like that obscure.
0: Yeah, but, I. I don't yeah. know. But most times, like, nicknames should be pretty obvious. Um, but just a side note here, Barry Popkick also studied the origin of the word hot dog. Great. Um, but we're going to get back to the Big Apple. So if you'd like for us to tell you why hot dogs are called hot dogs, you can submit that as a question. But the first use of the term Big Apple was, when do you think, Emily?
1: Oh, I feel like, like the 19... 30s. I feel like oh, you're so close. words around. Was it
0: the 20s? The 20s, because it's the (sighs) cat's pajamas, and you're the elephant's eyebrows and stuff like that. Um, And it was coined in 1920 by John J Fitzgerald. Um, He was a sports reporter for the Morning Telegraph, and this paper mostly reported on horse racing. Um, Fitz and it's Fitz Space Gerald um, reported that he had overheard two stable lads chatting. One of them asked, "Where are you going from here?" He the other replied, "We're heading to the Big Apple." And after overhearing this conversation, here is what Fitzgerald wrote on his headline: "The Big Apple, the dream of every lad that ever threw a leg over the thoroughbred, and the goal of all horsemen." There's only one Big Apple, and that's New York. Do you like that voice I used? I say, Does that feel like 1920s? Good. Ooh, but good like but not little, great.
1: No, do any of us have like a like a good 19? Twenty-five voice, I don't either. I I wish we did. We
0: really. I, I feel like in my head it sounds like it, but then I am hearing. The worst part about podcasting is you hear how your voice sounds recorded, and it's not how I think my voice sounds. So, this version of my voice cannot go that deep (laughs) because I feel like in nineteen twenty, like deep.
1: That's it, or really high pitch. I feel like there was. I can't go really high
0: pitch either. I am not. Anyways, we're going to move yeah. on. Um, the nickname was next picked up by 1930s jazz musicians. And oh, Big so Apple- I was
1: also kind of right about the 1930s. Okay, I, yeah, oh, I fine, say that.
0: a little bit. I said you weren't far off. Um, <laughs> the Big Apple was a song, a popular dance, and in New York City, the name of two jazz clubs down in Harlem. This use of the Big Apple was not specifically the whole city of New York, which, like, city is a really, like, loose term in new york the whole thing is not a city it's an island (laughs) like it's too big anyways that's for another day um but it was not specifically the whole city of new york and the dance was not even started in new york city but it was made popular in harlem which was the jazz capital of the world and however the use of the song and dance did further progress the use of of the Big Apple as a nickname for New York City. Do you think it's, like, big? Because, like I said, city is a very loose term when you're referring to New York City because it includes Manhattan, Brooklyn, um, the Bronx, Queens. Kind of in my head, and
1: this might not make any sense to anybody else. Staten
0: Island isn't even connected to the rest of it. Well, no,
1: it's not. It's so confusing. There's a lot going on over there. Um, It's like the Big Apple because it's, like, it's big, and then it's, like... Where everybody wants to go. So it's like the apple of their eye. They want to like go oh, there. That's, that's like what I've always thought. I don't know where I got that from. but no, that
0: makes, I think that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense than some of your like other things to remember. Yes.
1: Most other. other it makes by. more sense than most other things. <laughs> Emily exactly, is sure. yes.
0: um, The nickname did fall out of popularity, but it was used in, a ni- in the 1970s as an advertising campaign to improve the city's image and promote tourism. Um, A Big Red Apple was established as the city's logo and plastered on T-shirts and all kinds of tourist souvenirs. And the campaign was successful, and today you can still purchase all kind of Big Apple trinkets and T-shirts. There's tons of souvenir stores in New York. Um, However, it seems that most New Yorkers do not call New York City the Big Apple. It is definitely a tourist thing. That makes sense. Yeah, I can't imagine any New Yorker call and say oh yeah i'm from the big apple
1: that's it that was the voice i was ah, talking about yeah. that was perfect that was great good job I'm never
0: gonna be able to make that voice ever <laughs> again because i just completely forgot okay that's all we have about the big apple aka new york city that was great
1: thanks Courtney and jill
0: all right jill we've learned enough facts about new york city do you have a random
2: fact of the day I have a great fact, but I just want to add that I forgot to write in that that uh, you can watch a YouTube video from 1936 of the Big Apple dance, and I watched it today, and it was fabulous. It will be in the show notes. I put it in the show notes. I highly recommend. Um, Okay, here's our fact of the day. This is from the book, It Can't Be True Pooh. And re- for reference, it's P-O-O, yes, you not that P-O-H. Right. It's it not does, the bear.
1: It does say the number two bestseller, which is fantastic. <laughs> it also says packed
2: with poo-tastic facts. Red. So this, this is, is This great. is foreshadowing yeah. a question that we're going to answer yes. a little further in the podcast. So it stay is. tuned. All right, here's the fact. Fatal fart. <laughs> <laughs> the larva of the beaded lacewing uses its back passage not for defense, <laughs> but for attack. It's booty. It lives in termite nests and stuns its termite prey with toxic fart gases. <laughs> One lacewing fart can paralyze and kill up to six termites. Yikes. And I'd like to say there's a nice little illustration here. Do you see this? Of. Uh, The lacewing larva, and then there's a picture of the cloud of fart (laughs) gas, and then the dying termite. The the page is defensive dung. That's very good. (laughs) That's a great book. You can check this book out from the library. Check it out, Mm kdl.org. Well, let's uh, go on to our next question here, which is from Hannah, another staff member. And Hannah asks, How did black pepper become such a popular spice? Yeah, Emily, how'd that happen? Well,
1: I will tell you. Unfortunately, yeah, this is not the poo question, but it is a really interesting question. And I remember learning about uh, black pepper, like, in middle school or something, because it does play a pretty important role throughout well, so much history. So black pepper is one of the earliest known spices, like, really early, really? <laughs> like 2000 BCE before our current era, early. So it's, like, super early. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um It has a super long history of trade and how popular it is. Anyway, so let's dig in. Um, I want to really briefly give you like a timeline of what's going on because it does start in 2000 BCE. Um, So we got to do a little work to get up to like more current day. So back in 400 BCE, um, it was super popular in Greece, but it was a luxury. So Ah. not everybody has access to pepper. Just very wealthy people. Um, in 100 to 300 CE, so that's our current era, um, it was popular with the Romans, again, just for wealthy people, um, but it was apparently so costly that there is this naturalist from this time, I think his name is Pliny or Pliny the Elder, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. Pliny.
2: Pliny. Pliny.
1: Pliny? Is that what it is? All right. <laughs> Thank you for knowing that. Um, Who even he would complain about the price of pepper, stating that there is no year in which India does not drain the royal empire of 50 million siesters, which is like the Rome, I might be saying that wrong as well, which is the ancient Roman money, and that is equal to over 100 million dollars today. What?
0: So that's so much money. It's spent it on pepper.
1: Yeah, on pepper. On pepper. Yeah.
0: Which I can now buy for, like, $2. You
1: can get it at the dollar store, which yeah. I suppose it's maybe not, like, as delightful as this pepper was. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'd be interested um, to
0: see. Yeah. Did but it make them, do you think it made them sneeze like pepper I does now? I hope so. But sneezing is not normal.
1: It's not. It turns out it's not normal to the not
0: Just kidding. It is. It is normal function.
1: <laughs> This just in, not normal sneeze.
0: <laughs> this just um, in. That right. was not the one. Damn.
1: <laughs> and the weird thing is, is that, again, it is going to, like, the wealthiest of people. So it's not like they're importing all of this pepper and everybody's, like, eating some pepper and it's, like, spread. It's, like, that's what the wealthy people got is that much um, money worth of pepper.
0: It didn't just go on their, like, baked potato. No. Ah. That would
1: be good. And they hopefully did that.
0: I hope they had baked potatoes.
1: Yeah, I feel like mostly they only had potatoes. Well, we're I talking possibly. about Greece, not Ireland. Oh, though. that's right. That's true. Well, yeah, and then there was a time Ireland didn't have potatoes, oh, but I digress. Oh, that's a sad time. Um So then pepper reached its peak like popularity. Peak popularity.
0: pepper it's popularity.
1: To, it's really hard to say. Say that
0: five times fast. Jill? The, yeah, and go. Uh, Jill says no.
1: Um, you can tell we haven't been podcasting for a while because we're all <laughs> very excited.
0: <Yeah. laughs> You're getting a top-notch energy on this that's podcast. Right.
1: Um so yeah, it reached its peak popularity in the Middle Ages in Europe. Okay. Um again, this was mostly wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Historians kind of aren't sure why it is still so popular during this time. It is of course still hard to get things right. during the Middle Ages, but not quite as hard as say like one hundred
0: Yeah, like their boats BC, are a yeah. lot better and their yes. carriages <laughs> That's for the right. horses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's it, it is easier to get things at that time. So they think that um
0: there's no Amazon though.
1: There's no Amazon. Yeah, you're not getting the pepper next day. <laughs> no next day for delivery. Sure. That's for no. certain. Um, some think that food was heavily spiced to mask any, like, decomposing taste in meat. However, oh, <laughs> however like there were, like, preservation practices, like smoking your meat and whatnot. So so a lot of historians don't agree with
0: that. I mean, they didn't know how to mummify people. So, they like,
1: did. like, I think they can preserve thinking think you know how to preserve your, your meat, meat. Get um, it together. Yeah. <laughs> middle ages um other people think there may have been medicinal practices with pepper other people just think that it's put it in your coke
0: (laughs) just so many references to other podcasts it's
1: true true. Uh, listen to our other yeah please go back and listen to (laughs) our other podcasts and that might help you understand who we are as people and as a podcast
0: if Um, if the chipmunks answers didn't didn't (laughs) didn't didn't explain it it enough
2: (laughs) Sorry, Uh, I will stop interrupting. No, 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 you're good.
1: Um, Other historians think that it's just like, it's still seen as exotic and it's a status thing. Mm. So they're not really sure why it was like still so intense during that time. So then during the mid 1700s, so about 400 years ago, pepper actually like loses favor. People aren't quite as interested in it. Did it
0: lose flavor?
1: It did. It did not lose flavor. Still just as spicy as ever. but the arrival of new things like teas and chocolates kind of made it like yeah, pepper's interesting, but chocolate like give me some of that. Um, it's also seen as less exotic again because they can get it more frequently. This shift in like pepper usage actually completely changed the way that India and China interacted with Europe and and what they would import and export, um, which is pretty interesting. Like one spice making all of these changes. Um, spice so, yeah. up your life. So, which is the name of of my um, document here. It's called Scary Spice. Uh, so, yeah, it's probably good that Pepper lost the fanfare, that it's not, like, such a hot commodity now, or yeah. else we wouldn't be able to get it at and the dollar baked store <laughs> on your baked potato. Um, but, yeah, it has been around such a long time. It has really, like, had the time to pick up popularity um, and is a staple. And it's, like, a staple, like... Throughout, throughout the world, yeah. pretty much. Um, so yeah, that's kind of answered your question. The other cool thing about pepper is that it's a fruit. So interesting. I know that's, also,
0: I learned this is unrelated. Yeah. That there's scientifically no such thing as a vegetable.
1: Because of all those seeds.
0: Yeah, like like a, a cucumber is a melon. I love it. Sorry, I just it blow my it blew my mind the <laughs> other day when I was I think it was a sideshow or a Crash Course. It was something. And yeah, they were just going through, and I was like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. My whole life has changed. We do
1: a vegetable soup song in my story times, and I'll have, it's specifically It's a very vegetable. colorful song. It is a very colorful song, but I'll have kids bring tomato to my pot, and then I always have to be like, it's a fruit. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I, gotta, like I gotta tell you that. Side but note. <laughs> this is 100%
0: a fruit. But uh, I think Jill is fact-checking me about cucumbers.
2: Am I right? That is oh no! I was uh, just oh. fact checking about vegetables. Yeah, in it's general. not a
0: scientific classification of species, but it is a culinary term. It is a culinary so term, but there is fair. such a
2: thing as vegetable.
0: But scientifically speaking, no. Wow. So when someone tells you to eat your fruits and vegetables, you're really just eating fruits. fruits, and like lettuce and spinach are just leaves. But anyways, I do have a question related to the pepper. Yes, and personal preference. Do you prefer your pepper ground already, or do you have one of those peppercorn grinders?
1: I've got a grinder. Me too. I feel like for most of my
0: my whole life, my life, I actually have the pepper grind peppercorn <gasps> grinder that I've used my whole life. When my mom moved that to right. Arizona, she just left the the grinder at the house. So very old.
1: We didn't really use pepper like as kids. I feel like I feel like my friend Zara Hay. Shout out to Sarah. Um, big fan introduced. Of the pot. Big fan. She introduced me to pepper when I was like 11. Like I remember her putting it on something and I was like, oh, "This is going to be so spicy." It's so spicy.
0: Do you think that Dr. Do you think pepper is one of the 23 flavors in Dr. Pepper?
1: Oh, I bet you it's not. Just it probably isn't. It really probably
0: isn't. Not. But false advertising cuz no. no. I would think Dr. Pepper would have pepper in his
2: pop. At our house, we call him Dr. P. We're on first name basis oh, with that's him, so. good. I'm pretty
0: sure that's name like basis. the off-brand is
2: called that. No.
0: There's
2: that's Dr. Like-
0: M, the Meyer brand. Yeah. Dr. M. Oh, okay, <laughs> Dr. something. They should have just tamed it to like Mr. Pepper
2: because yeah, then they're he not,
0: he not degreed. work
1: all of those years in college
0: <laughs> to, be to
1: be a doctor. Mr.
0: Pepper. Well, I'm saying like then the Pepper. off-brand kinds could have oh, been gotcha. Mr. Pepper. Yeah, Anyways... So,
2: Jill, have you been reading anything? Well, uh, I have been reading some fact-checking on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, One of you uh, said during that uh, about potatoes in the time of Pepper, but potatoes are an, a New World plant. We won't call it a vegetable since we already discussed that. That's They're not a word. A potato is a root. A fruit, yeah. It is, uh, like and carrots. it is from Peru, or really all of South potatoes, America.
0: Peppery potatoes in Peru peak popularity. There's so, there's so, so many. So when I peak.
1: said that for in a time Ireland didn't have potatoes, there was two times. There was before they had. Before potatoes. they even
2: had potatoes, and they <laughs> and knew what a potato. There was a famine. Yes, that's that right. is true. They did not get potatoes until the 16th century when the Spanish. Came here and brought potatoes, and also tomatoes, by the way, back over. Potato, and potato, tomato, tomato. Then they were grown, they grow everywhere now, potatoes, but they're originally yeah. just from South America, even into Central America, but... Not over with the Greeks. They could not put it.
0: I didn't think they had,
2: (laughs) for for clarification, I did not think they had
0: potatoes in Greece. But even Ireland didn't back then. That that I did not know. So thank you for sharing that that. in lieu of a book recommendation because we have the most important question of the podcast.
2: Sorry. To get to. We really do. What is that question? Okay, here we go. Thank you, Lizzie and Matthew from Cascade, for asking. Are there any animals that can't fart, and specifically do bats fart? (laughs) This is
0: probably, like, let me start by saying that this may be one of my favorite questions we have received for the podcast. So, again, thanks, Matthew and Lizzie. And, of course, to their mom, my dear sweet friend Ashley from the Cascade branch for this question. Um, I work with Ashley in Arcadia Lab Work Group, so I told her we were going to be answering this question And so she kind of gave me a little backstory on how um, her son and daughter, Lizzie and Matthew, um, came up with this so that they were watching Frozen 2. And so in Frozen 2, sorry, Emily, if you still haven't watched Frozen 2. This is horrible. Everyone tell Emily (laughs) she needs to watch Frozen 2. (laughs) Anyways, on Frozen 2, they're essentially going on a road trip, and Olaf is that annoying friend that just talks the whole time. me. Um, <laughs> and he's just like sharing these facts and he's like, did you know turtles breathe out of their butts? And so Matthew True being bat. the inquisitive person that he is was like, well, just do they fart then? They fart out of their butts? Does it come out of their mouth? Which I think and if it comes if, out of your mouth, it's a burp.
1: Well, but if you're also breathing from your butts, right. would it be a burp from your right. butts?
0: Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, and also Olaf does share that the water memory, but that's a question for another time. Um, so to answer this question, we first and foremost have to define what a fart, a toot, or to use the medical term flatulence is. And flatulence is medically defined as flatulence expelled from the end of an animal or person that is opposite of their mouth, typically the anus or your butthole, but there are some exceptions for different animals. So I would say if a turtle is like, if, their mouth is still their mouth.
1: Right. Like so it would f- not be a burp. It would not it
0: would be, a burp. be a fart. It would yeah. be a fart. If they, yeah. Anyways, we're going to get to that in a second. Um, and flatulence is, according to the dictionary, gas in or from the stomach or intestines produced by swallowing air or by bacterial fermentation. Lots of big words in that. So when you eat food, you aren't just eating those foods. There's some air that gets in there too, and there are different gases in the air like oxygen, and nitrogen but also when you eat the food it's broken down into your body into different gases so it turns into carbon dioxide which is what makes the coca-cola that is sitting on our desk fizzy um and there's hydrogen and methane and that gas has to go somewhere so if you ever like drink and pop and you just kind of feel like your stomach is bloated um it could be that for many reasons but you probably need to toot sometimes
1: have you ever been chewing gum and had that same because you like i guess you've taken a lot of air Yeah, taking a lot of extra yeah. air when you're
0: chewing gum that would make sense uh, which is unfortunate because on planes when you're taking off you need to be chewing gum to like keep make your ears pop and on a plane is not a good place to toot because no. you can't escape it the people sitting next to you can't escape it it's not a good thing and we'll get to we'll get to why they smell in a minute um but that gas when you're um food is broken down into gas it has to go somewhere that's not your body and that's how farts happen and you may be wondering of course why they smell a lot of the time and those small amounts of hydrogen carbon dioxide and methane they combine with hydrogen sulfide and ammonia in your you know your big large intestine to give gas it's really disgusting and gross smell so that's about farts um, but now that we know what constitutes a fart because we had to know that there wasn't a definition um until so like to determine if animals fart you had to you have to know what constitute
1: so you have to define you have to define it
0: it. you have to define it and there's this great book and we talk about it in a minute but um now we have to talk about whether or not animals do in fact fart but i think we can all agree that humans fart Yes. Right, ladies? Like, as much as we try to deny it.
1: It's a normal bodily function. It's yeah.
0: Normal. Mm-hmm. It's normal. It's nothing to be embarrassed nope. about. Just try to excuse yourself from any social gatherings if you're going to let a big stinky one rip. Like, go outside, go in the bathroom, like, where it's supposed to smell. Or where it's not supposed to smell, but where it's a little more accepted if it smells um that's like the social nicety but farting is a natural thing and and maybe also cut back on whatever food is causing those extra stinky toots um foods that are high in fiber dairy products foods high in starch and others are all linked to extra farting and of course the magical fruit which is beans I don't know if beans are beans, actually a fruit beans. anymore. But beans, beans, and magical fruit. fruit. The more you eat, the more you too the
1: more you eat, the, the better you feel. So eat your beans at every meal.
0: So maybe don't eat your beans at every meal because you don't want to constantly be farting because yeah, that's you, uncomfortable. You don't need beans every Um, day, that's for sure. Um, and now I know for certain that dogs fart because I have heard and unfortunately smelled my dog's stinky farts. And Minnie, my dog, who if you've listened to the podcast, you're very familiar with all of our dogs probably, um... She will be like laying on the couch, and all of a sudden, just let a little toot, mm-hmm. and she spooks herself. Yeah. She like looks at her booty, like did that come from me? And then gets off the couch, and I'm like, it's a little too late for that, sister. Like,
1: My dog you don't actually- get to
0: escape it.
1: <laughs> if I can't escape it, you if can't, I can't escape, escape it. Either. You can't escape it. My dog is actually on. Um- Oh, special gosh. food for Which the amount of Oliver. Oh, yeah. we love Oliver. Yeah, for the amount Sweet that he boy. has gas, and it does not startle him anymore. It just <laughs> is
0: this is a daily. thing. There's a day. You're like, yeah, oh, that happened again. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jill. Do your dogs toot?
2: Oh, definitely. But nothing. Yeah, Jill's too dogs noticeable. are very.
0: Jill's dogs are, are very small compared to mine and Emily's yes, dogs. We have yeah. we have pretty meaty dogs, and <laughs> Jill has lap dogs, tiny dogs, teeny dogs. Um. Okay. So, um, in this book that I'm going to talk about now, it's called, Does It Fart? The Definitive Field Guide to Animal Flatulence. Um, and it is by Nick Caruso and Danny Ryaboti. I'm so sorry if I said your last name wrong. Um, big fans of the pod, obviously. Um, and it's illustrated by Ethan Koak, or Co- I'm not going to say that name right either. Um, it'll be in the show notes so you can see how it's spelled, um, but story about this, I actually had to go to our dear friends at the Grand Rapids Public Library to check out this book because we didn't have it at KDL. But you bet your bottom dollar that I will be asking Marie in collection development to purchase this book. And in the meantime, beautiful,
1: you can request it through Melka You
0: can, or if you live close to a Grand Rapids branch, That's your right. KDL card will work there. Mine did, um, but I had to get it into their system. Um, <laughs> Luckily, the woman didn't check out my book. She just put my card and information into the system, and then she let me check out my book myself. So I was like, oh, good, I don't have to explain why I have a fart book, Um, which I gladly would have told her that it was A, for my own curiosity, and B, because I'm doing this amazing podcast with two of my favorite people. But anyways, um, but this book tells us everything that we need to know about farting, and it actually came up. Um, came to existence because of the same thing that happened to us, where someone asked on Twitter, I think, um, do snakes fart, or do pythons fart? And they were like, I don't know. And they were like, first we have to define what a fart is, which is where I got some of that information. Um, But then it goes through different animals, and it tells you if they fart or not. And sometimes it's a maybe, or we don't know. Um, So let's see where I am on my notes. Um, mostly, most mammals do, in fact, pass gas, except there's one glaring exception. Which mammal do you think that is? Any guesses?
1: I honestly, I honestly don't know.
0: No idea? Sloths. So sloths Sloth. have such a slow digestion that... Um, they, they, they don't fart. And their diet is literally only leaves. So the methane that is released when the leaves are digested, it's actually absorbed in the sloth's gut, and then it goes into the bloodstream before it's breathed out. So maybe more like a burp. Um, the other mammal, and this answers Matthew's question, Matthew and Lizzie's question, um, that scientists are mystified in regards to their farting habits, is bats. So they aren't sure if bats fart or not. There hasn't been any testing to it. Um, so, Jill and Emily, I have a couple of animals marked in my book, and I'm going to ask you if you think they fart or not. All right, I'm ready. So the first one is a goldfish. Do you think it farts or not?
1: I, I've had many goldfish, and I don't feel like I've ever seen the bubbles coming
0: out the end. Are you saying it farts? I think it farts, yeah. Nope. Goldfish do not fart. Observing one them passing gas is a rare occurrence. Um, although these fish do have gas-producing bacteria in their guts, it's more common to see them burp. So when the gas comes out of your mouth, so reverse farting is burping.
1: But a fart does not go back up through your no, 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 digestive no, no. tract out to become. No, a burp. no,
0: it's just those gases. Yes. They they instead of going down, down they, they, they go up. up. So right. the it's it's unlikely for it to smell like a fart does when you burp. Usually, when you burp, you'll just kind of get. Whatever you just ate in your mouth, which is awful when you're wearing a mask, and you just <laughs> ate onions, and then you burp, and it oh, not speaking from experience or anything. Um, okay, so yep, yeah, one Emily, zero Jill. Um, a giraffe does it fart?
2: Yes. You already told us this answer because you said... I know. I was seeing if you were paying attention. I, was, so, I wasn't in that yes. really was not being a joke. <laughs> I, I, I would have said no had you not already told us the answer because of how long their neck is, you know? Yeah. Like maybe oh. it takes so long, but, take but a long, but
0: It takes a longer time yes. for them to burp then. Uh, yeah. Giraffes are mammals and therefore they do fart. Um, a sea cucumber.
1: <laughs> also, yes, because that's kind of adorable.
0: I'm going to say no. (laughs) So, no, sea cucumbers don't because they have a butt-related defense mechanism. (laughs) And that's all I'm going to say about that. like our larva. Yeah. Um, A sand tiger shark. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they fart. Um, There's a really goofy picture of them farting. They have a really funny (laughs) smile on your face. Some of them have um, illustrations, obviously, and some of them don't. Um, Okay. The American cockroach the look on both of their faces <laughs> <laughs> was
2: questionable. Uh,
0: no? I'm guessing no. I,
1: I'm gonna say no also. They do. They do. So, uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because they'll they'll eat anything. It's um true. But yeah, they uh, their larvae tend to produce more methane than the adults, but uh because they eat anything, they eat lots of like human food, so I think that helps. Okay. Painted turtle. Does yeah. it fart?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Uh yeah, it does fart. It's fine. Um yeah, if you want to learn more information about how turtles fart and how any of these animals fart, seriously check out this book. It's pretty hilarious and great. Um and the last two, so an octopus. Yes.
1: Let's say yes for them too. Uh, no, they don't. Huh. They
0: well, do not. They they um it's the pseudo fart because they like um I mean, they use like well. That squids use the ink. Never mind. But uh, yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't do it. Huh. And the last one is a hippopotamus.
2: Yes,
1: all day.
0: Yeah, because they're mammals, so yeah, they <laughs> fart. Um, obviously, I feel like you were trying hip- to trick us against. Was okay. and I, and I really just wanted to bring up hippos because <laughs> the hippos have also been talked to in a lot of podcast episodes. And they're fantastic. and all I want. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Actually no, I don't. Right. I do not right want song, a hippopotamus no. for Christmas. That would be a horrible Christmas present. But
1: So maybe someday Matthew can uh, figure out what bat if bats yeah, fart. Yeah. So Matthew, not, if you're or? if you're
0: wanting something to do with your life after, yeah. you know I mean Matthew's only like six, I think. But you know, in the future for sure study about bats and their farting habits. But I think I think we've learned a lot today. So much so much what was your favorite thing Emily
1: um well the potato thing kind of threw me (laughs) (laughs) startling yeah. yeah probably that is my favorite thing I feel much smarter because of that yeah
2: same Jill what was your favorite thing that you learned today um I would have to say that uh sloths don't fart yeah favorite fact yeah
0: yeah all the farting facts are my favorite it was just so fun to have that question um, but, yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, this has been fun. I've missed podcasting with both both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for joining us today, and thank you for all the amazing questions and helping us to learn more about our world, World too. Obviously, we learned lots today as well. Um, for more information on us and to send us your questions, go ahead to head on over to kdl.org slash stump. Um, and tune in next episode where we will answer more questions as always a huge and special thank you to the kdl amy van andel library and community center in ada which is where we use this podcast room also to the kdl marketing department and of fails yeah and of course to jd Delinsky for our intro music see you next time